Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 or 20. God, I, I forget the episodes, man. We're losing so, count. We're losing count. <laughs> we're losing count because we've done so many of these, but this is probably the most special one because the Super Bowl has just concluded. The 2023 NFL Super Bowl concluded. Uh, and spoiler alert, sorry, y'all. The Kansas City Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes gets the second Super Bowl. It's a... Uh, mixed feelings. I'm sure um, most of our fans are disappointed that a lot of our fans are from the East Coast. So sorry about that, y'all. But regardless, the What's Next podcast is still going on. So welcome to the What's Next podcast. As you know, my name is Chanel Wilkins. I'm Nick Provenzano. As always, thank you all for tuning in to the What's Next podcast and showing us love, uh, making 2023 a hell of a year already for us. Uh it, we already had some bangers come out. All the playoff episodes are out. Um, and this is probably going to be my favorite episode because, boy, do we have a lot to share. This was a very crazy Super Bowl. I would say fantastic. I would go on the fantastic side. Uh, Nick, you would say it's a fantastic Super Bowl, right? I would say it's fantastic. I'm not sure that I would say the greatest. I think people need to pump the brakes on that. But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But, yeah, this was a, a pretty fun game all the way through i'm not like like, it was just it was an offensive explosion and i know that a lot of people don't really like defense it's something that i like in super bowls but if you were a fan of like hell even like college football shootouts you were probably a fan of how this game played out it was a really fun matchup um regardless of who won and we just got to see two of the of the master class quarterbacks in the game duke it out and like that's kind of what you want to see right the best of the best Exactly. And we'll get into it further. But before we do, obviously, as I say a bunch of times, make sure to watch the West Next podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, RSS.com and Apple Podcasts. Spotify and RSS.com are the two most popular platforms to watch it. And also get Google Podcasts and uh, Apple Podcasts up in terms of viewership. Make sure to check it out on those platforms as well. On the Instagram, underscore West Next Podcast, underscore, you, you get regular polls on anything from sports to entertainment to lifestyle to, uh, you know, intimate questions. You know, you get all of that. Also, you will know when episodes are out by following the Instagram and looking in the stories of the West Next Podcast as you that's where you are notified when episodes are coming out and finally uh before we do make sure to watch the lifestyle podcast uh those episodes are out on spotify rss.com apple podcast google podcast uh i know we haven't had an episode out yet of the what's next podcast lifestyle edition but trust me it will be coming this month so make sure to check it out um at I expect the banger to be coming up sometime within the next two weeks. But as you know, the big deal right now is the West Next podcast because the Super Bowl is concluded. Eagles, unfortunately, have not won, but the Kansas City Chiefs did in an epic Super Bowl battle, as we just talked about. The final score uh, in Arizona was the Kansas City Chiefs winning on a last-second field goal, 38-35. to Nick, I just want your first initial reactions to this banger of a game. Well, pretty disappointed that that, that um, Philly couldn't pull this one out. It, out, it, it really should have gone in their favor early on. But uh, well, we well we've really seen in this game that you know if you don't capitalize uh, capitalize on mistakes, the Chiefs are going to come back and bite you. 
Um, obviously, you saw what happened earlier in the game with J- uh, Jalen Hurts with that fumble. And obviously, you know, Mahomes had one pretty early in the in, not early, but in the Bengals game of the playoffs. So, you know, the, even the great ones are bound to make mistakes. But, you know, I feel like not capitalizing on that drive ultimately hurt them in the long run, especially. And and, and this is not because I'm not putting the blame on Jalen at all, but you know, it was a mistake on his part. And the way the defense played for him this game was almost like almost nothing. They almost gave him literally no effort to to back up their offense. And it was just, it was crazy. I mean, I want to say that, I guess my first thing I would like to say is that uh, I got to eat my words. Kansas City, you are the Super Bowl champs. I have picked, and I don't know if Chanel remembers, but way back when, and you can go check out the episode on Spotify and all our other podcast options as well. You can go back and see our preseason predictions. I had Kansas City not even making the playoffs because I thought the AFC was going to be so stacked. How wrong I was. And I just, and you know, like I just wanted to be the perennial Chiefs hater uh, because I don't like dynasties. And, you know, it came back to bite me. And I'm 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 manning up and I'm I'm giving you the receipts that I did make. So uh, I'm not shying away from it. Kansas City proved me wrong. But I would also like to add on my top 10 quarterback list, another podcast episode you can watch. I had Patrick Mahomes ranked as the sixth best quarterback of all time, even now. And with him getting a second ring, with him getting another Super Bowl MVP and another league MVP. I mean, dude, like he's already on the track. Like it's fine if you don't have him in there right now. It's fine if you just want to call him just a Hall of Famer because he already is. Ask Peyton Manning. He also said he he is right now, just a Hall of Famer. But he's on his way. And I don't think Chanel would disagree with me in saying that he is on his way. Uh, him and, and Kelsey is going to make a run at probably one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Easily top five. Going to make it a case for top three, top one. So we are looking at that as well. And another last thing I want to say is just like that defense for the Eagles, man, just honestly, both defenses for both teams just played absolutely horrible. But we all knew the Kansas City defense wasn't good, but we expected great things coming from the Eagles and they didn't do it. They they had time and time again. They had possession and possession again and again to try and solve whatever they need to get through, tried to put Patrick Mahomes in a bad spot. But it didn't work. And because of that, Kansas City sits as your new Super Bowl champion. So congratulations to them. But uh, Chanel, what are your what are your reactions? Because I'm, I'm curious to hear from you. We're doing this off the shoot, by the way, guys. We just want to save our reactions for the podcast, just as we always do. As always, authentic reactions on the podcast. I mean, two of the, la- two of the last four Super Bowls, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They appeared in the last three to three of the last four Super Bowls. Uh I mean, even they don't consider themselves a dynasty yet. They said they still have a lot more to go. Um but boy, you got I th- I feel like at this point you gotta kinda consider them the dynasty of the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, all them boys um have done legendary things um in the NFL and I think at this point like Travis Kelsey said in the Super Bowl post game interview you know we gotta put respect on their name and recognize them as the true best team in the NFL undisputed you know Kansas City at this point the team you cannot count out ever at this point as long as they have Mahomes Kelsey and Chris Jones I think I just don't think you and Andy Reid uh who by the way masterful performance um in this Super Bowl great coaching really 
shine um, in this game. But as long as you, if you have that core um, in the Kansas City Chiefs locker room, you can't count them out ever um, as far as Super Bowl contenders. And this just solidified that even more. What I also want to say is uh, the Eagles. You know, obviously disappointing for a lot of Eagles fans. Slightly disappointed myself. Uh, although I'm not an uh, Eagles fan, I'm a Miami fan. I do like the Eagles. I do root for Jalen Hurts um, immensely. And, uh, you know, although he had one mistake this game, I thought this was probably one of the best performances he ever had. Uh, when the lights shine brightest, he and that offense, him, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard too, man. Like, they were incredible. They were absolutely incredible. Uh, and, you know, Eagles fans, Philly Nation, although you uh, didn't win this one, I feel like you have a lot to be happy about for the future because I do predict you'll be back at some point in the near they're future. Gonna, they're going to – there's no doubt about it. Philly's not going anywhere. And because they also hold the 10th pick in the draft via the Saints, they're also going to – I'm not going to – they're not going to rebuild. They're going to reload for this next, next season. So, Philly, don't worry. You're not going anywhere. Kansas City – Celebrate that win. You guys deserve it. Celebrate that win. Celebrate the fact that you guys are a dynasty. You know, you're not like uh, the Memphis Grizzlies claiming you're a dynasty and you haven't done anything. Uh, Sorry to, you know, kind of make fun of the Grizzlies there, but come on. Like, if you want to talk about being a dynasty and anyone having the right to say they're a dynasty, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, to make three of the last four Super Bowls, win two of them um, against the toughest teams you can imagine out there. I mean, the Eagles are one of the best. This Eagles team was one of the best teams in NFL history. Um, They beat a tough San Francisco team in Hard Rock in 2020, man. Like, this is just that team, man. And, man, again, like Travis Kelsey said, don't doubt them ever. Don't doubt them. As long as they got their core there, don't ever doubt them. But, you know, Nick, let's break down the game. You know, enough about the Eagles history and the Kansas City history. Let's talk about the game. You know, let's talk about first off that first quarter, you know, both teams got a touchdown on the board. I mean, what do you think early on in the first quarter? How did you see the game? Okay, so early on in the first quarter, I thought that both I mean, I believe the score was or it was like seven, seven. Seven all all at the end of the first. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was like, all right, no one's really giving an edge in the Super Bowl. Then I saw, you know, Kansas City, you could see them clearly trying to go down the field. Obviously, Harrison Butker did the very uncharacteristic thing of missing, um, you know, that missing those uh, that, that really easy field goal. And I was like, man, that's not like him. Harrison Butker's usually accurate. But I feel like that'll, that'll also be on what we talk about, which is probably going to be the turf. But I'll get to that. I'll get to that when I get to that. Um, you can do some uh, running into that, like maybe now or later in the episode. But I'm gonna save that turf thing, that turf monster for later. But yeah. Um, then you know the Eagles, they tried to mount some drives. They had a really good drive the second time, and then they, sorry, they cut third or fourth time. That's when they scored 14, made 14-7. Then they had to go down again. That's when Hurts messed up, and that's when they turked the ball and recovered that fumble, and then he just flipped on. It didn't look like the turf affected him. It looked like he fell on his own. But listen, like I said before, Mahomes did that in the AFC Championship against the Bengals. So, you know, like I said, even the great ones have those moments. And and even Jalen went to the sideline and said to his team, listen, 
that's on me. Uh, we're going to correct that. And they did because they went down the score. They went down the field and they scored and made it 21-14. So they, he corrected his mistake. And then I think it was 24-14 by half. Uh, Mahomes had that really scary looking ankle injury and everybody in Kansas City side went, oh no. Everybody on the Eagles went, fuck yeah. And then like, and then he came back and next after, after, after the halftime came back and it looked like nothing happened. And he looked like he was just going back to Mahomes being Mahomes. Obviously, you know what happened towards the end with A.J. Brown, Devonis Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Rutgers, by the way. Shout out to him. And just like just the rest of that offense just kept going down the field. And it was just and I got to say props to the offensive line of Kansas City, because when the Bucks beat up on them two years ago, Thanks, Kansas City. Uh, I'll always remember that. But when the Bucks beat the beat up on them two years ago, there was a lack of, obviously, O-line protection from Mahomes. And in this game, we saw what happens when you give him protection. He is damn near unstopped. So the only thing that was stopping him was not getting him on the field, which was a good thing that the Eagles did because they their defense got absolutely torches. Yeah, so what ended up in this game, and the result is the result. Um, I'll also talk about that call later on, but those are just my reactions to quarters that went on. I was surprised you have anything left to say i told you to break down the first quarter yeah but i went through i went through i went through it anyway listen man i went through it anyway because what i i want to save stuff after you do it because man i've got a lot to say regarding not really the game in total because if i honestly there's nothing else i could really describe it other than an offensive juggernaut performance between both teams. I want to really get to really who the winners and losers are because the winners and losers are on both sides of the field. And I feel like that ultimately what the game meant at is really who won, who lost and who's, who's probably getting fired. Who's getting another job. Who's established himself who has regressed. It's going to be like that. That's going to be my breakdown later on. I'm just going to show, I'm just going to, I'm just going to shove it to you right now. Shoot. Okay. So I guess I got to break down the whole game now too. Uh, well, I, I went, I, I basically did the first quarter. No, you didn't. I, I did the, dude, that's what that happened. I, I, I literally said that, that the, that the Eagles, they had some nice drives. They went down, you know, second quarter, you know, it hurts in that offense pretty much did their thing. They had some calls go their way. Some didn't. But they ended up putting putting a 24-14 against them in the half, in the first half. So now it's your time to break down the second half. What Mahomes, because I didn't really break that down. I just said Mahomes came back and looked like a world beater. But that's pretty much what, what else do you want me to say? I mean, that's literally what happened. All right. All right. I, I'm going to start with this first off. Um, I'm not sure who bet who. I'm sure a lot of people did place bets on the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's a common thing that people do now. I, I am included in that. Uh, and you know what's funny? I am a little disappointed in myself in terms of uh, the bets I made. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't come out a big winner in terms of um, compensation in terms of my bets. You know, I ended up losing $20 uh, during the Super Bowl, so that's unfortunate. But once I saw that the Eagles were going to get the ball first, I knew I, I knew they were going to score. I, I was just like, all right, well, Harrison Buckner getting the first point of the Super Bowl is not going to go well. Cause I'm like, I didn't think the Eagles were going to get the first possession, but they did. And once I saw that, I'm like, Jalen Hurst is going to rush in for a touchdown like he did. Let's also, we, we you know, we talked we talk about Jalen Hurst. I'm going to give him credit. Like, you knew right away he was going to be big. 
three rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl for a quarterback is absolutely insane. I think Terrell Davis is the only person, and he's not even a quarterback, to get three rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So that's just credit to Jalen Hurts even more. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, I, I mean, both teams really established themselves early, and you could tell it's going to be a juggernaut of the game off the beginning. Uh, obviously, like Nick said, the Jalen Hurts second quarter fumble for a touchdown. I really his only mistake of the game, to be honest with you, like. Uh, he play, again, like I, I mean, I know we're gonna say this a lot, but flaw. I felt like it was other than other than that take in the second quarter, it was pretty much a flawless game by him. Like I, I, I thought Jalen Hurts would play well. I did not think he would be as honestly great as he was. I honestly thought he outplayed Mahomes um this game. To be honest, like I, I thought I really and the stats show it as well. I really thought he outplayed Mahomes. I just honestly believe that his defense let him down a little more than Kansas City defense let Mahomes down um, uh, in this situation and and a punter by the way so one thing I so I'm, I'm gonna skip a little bit I'm gonna skip a little bit to the third quarter because what I'm going to say is that the that punt the Eagles didn't punt a lot but they did punt I think two times in the game that that punt that that punt to Tooney right that punt to Tooney that low drive uh towards the end of the third quarter or I think maybe in the early fourth quarter I think but I think it was late third that low line drive that poor punt changed the entire direction of the game i felt like that is where the momentum truly switched for the kansas city chief because you gave them a short field five yards and um they fooled the crap out of uh the eagles i mean it was, it was a touchdown nick could got nick could have got that touchdown the touchdown at, at the um early fourth quarter nick could have got that one nice little easy throw catch for Tooney he just he could have walked in the end zone he could have did the worm in the end zone like he could have done whatever the hell he wanted that the Eagles defense was that fooled and uh you know I I feel like you talked about how the Hurts fumble was a direction that changed the game I really think it was that punt I think that punt made the biggest difference of the game because giving Kansas City that short of a field at that moment really just switched the momentum in my eyes well do you, do you agree or disagree here i uh you know I, I i don't disagree with you because yeah but like like it did have a lot of momentum switching don't get me wrong but i just feel like the momentum was already going kansas city's way at that point i mean they punted the ball away to them so Mahomes was regardless if, if he had that or if he had another had a bunch of other plays I mean it looks like the Chiefs were just destined to go down the field again and score no matter what happened so I just feel like they already had momentum on their side like them coming back in the second quarter in the second half it looked like they already had momentum on their side so I really I just think that points and possessions matter and that's why I chose the Hurts fumble as one of the things that ended up costing them at the end because like it's it's just like yeah that and just just the ineptitude of that defense man I'm I'm gonna do a lot of yelling I'm gonna do a lot of yelling this episode you know let's talk about that you know let's talk about the losers of the Super Bowl um let's let's end positive but we're gonna start with the criticisms uh okay all right you want me to start with the loser my losers first I want to start with my losers first Nicholas okay fine fine you go then I guess because he's the host of the show yeah I want to start with my losers. Uh, I obviously we're gonna agree on some, but I think we're gonna disagree on some losers because I think you are um, sounding a little too critical right now. Uh, you know, I think you. I mean, it's not just you; it's a bunch of people uh, overemphasizing the fumble 
um, for a touchdown on Jalen Hurts' part. Uh, it not like it was during a crucial moment of the game, and uh, I think people are forgetting how flawless the dude played. Um, beyond that, uh, you're giving him more credit than some other people, but I think uh, I'm a little disappointed in uh, the people who are criticizing Jalen Hurts fumble that severely. But oh no, I'm not criticizing Jalen. I'm just criticizing the fact that the that the Eagles like couldn't help him out for making that fumble. Like I like listen, like you said, he played flawlessly. So like so like other than that game, he played flawlessly. I'm just they didn't help him out enough. If he like they didn't help out their quarterback enough if he made a mistake to, you know, get him out of that, he had to go and say that was on me. And he had to go down. the. His defense couldn't do the same. Absolutely. So I, we're both ag- going to agree on this, Luther. The Eagles defense, uh, in particular, the defensive line. You know, obviously, there's a lot to be said about the defensive line heading into the Super Bowl. You know, 70 sacks, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox. Uh, what Jordan Davis, man, like I mean, they have some killers on that D line and uh, on that defensive line, the best D line in the league, right? Arguably the best front seven in the league. Uh, however, they they did not play well when they needed to. Uh, or it, it really wasn't a matter of them not necessarily playing well. It was a matter of them just not finishing because not like they didn't get in the backfield not like they didn't have Mahomes scrambling around but in the super in a game of this magnitude you have to finish and uh they just were not able to finish uh Patrick Mahomes with an injured ankle a pretty severe injured ankle uh so you know obviously big losers on that end uh and they really didn't help their offense who they and the Eagles often I'm talking about who are big winners uh I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize the punter um uh you know obviously it's it's one punt and you know stuff happens but unlike Jalen Hurst he didn't play flawlessly and he um has one job punt the ball really far and he um to meet switch the momentum of the game and uh he, he it's a big he's a big loser there uh you know special teams for the Eagles uh beyond the punter because I mean, they just they couldn't tackle. I don't know what it was. Especially listen, we got, listen it wasn't just – I think it was Kern who punted away. It wasn't just Kern. I mean, I know it was a bad punt by yeah. him, but it wasn't just him. It was also the Gunners that couldn't go down the field and tackle the – You're right. They, they, they're they big – and that was not just on that punt. It was on other punts too and on kickoffs and everything. Like, Kansas City had pretty good field position for a lot of the game. So, uh, you know, special teams really did not play well when they needed to. Uh, and then I, I'm going to have to put some blame on the running game as well uh, for the Eagles, in particular, Miles Sanders. I, I, I honestly thought Miles Sanders, uh, I, it, it was be it, it was one of my best, so maybe I'm a little critical of Miles Sanders here, but I honestly thought he was a guy who he's he's been, he's been big in the playoffs. I really thought he would show up here, and uh, I'm a little disappointed that him and the um, run offense just didn't show up for them um, in the big game. So I'm 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 a say those are the big losers for. All right, well. You've hit on some of them. Let me just get get around with the biggest, like, the most glaring. It's not just the Eagles' D-line. What was yours, Nick? Listen, listen, I'm going to get right into it. It's not just the Eagles' D-line. It's not just the Eagles secondary and linebackers. It's it's the entire defense with with their defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Uh so my brother, as I've said multiple times on this show, is the huge Eagles. He's been saying to me he doesn't think that he, before early in the season, he doesn't think that Jonathan Gannon is a real deal at D coordinator. He said that that those sacks or that front seven has really been bailing him out of rather bad defensive play calling. And you know what? It really fucking showed this game, didn't it, Chanel? 
it really fucking showed. Because do you want to know how many goddamn times I saw Travis Kelsey butt booty naked in the middle of the fucking field? Like, dude, th- dude, there was nobody around. There was nobody around him. In the middle of midfield, how the fuck do you not cover his number one number one target? How the fuck do you not do that? Jonathan Gannon and that Eagles linebackers and secondary should be fucking ashamed of themselves because they did a shit job covering the number one target on the entire damn. That's first. Second of all, they got down to the goal line twice. And you know what happened? The guy caught it in the end zone twice with nobody on him. And I'm like, how the fuck do you let that happen? Literally. Chanel, can you can you give me one? Like, I understand they did they did fake routes, right? Like, oh, look, he's cutting inside. No, he's actually going outside. Why didn't the man stick with him? Why was nobody on him? You think that Darius Slay, who, who's, who's been a top, a top corner in this league, could travel with him? You thought James Bradbury could travel with him? You thought C.J. Gardner-Johnson can travel with him? Nobody fucking traveled with him. They called a fucking all-out blitz on Mahomes, and Mahomes is what? a five, six-year star in this league. He's not going to see the open guy in like two seconds. Come on. Absolutely fucking embarrassing goal line defense. That was like, it's it's like, it's like your opponent rolled over and just gave you points. Because that's what they did. They just gave him 14 points. And also, on one of the plays, they decide to put Marcus Epps on Travis Kelsey. Not Darius Slay, not 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 Bradbury, not CJ Gardner. No, they decide to put Marcus Epps, probably their weakest safety slash corner that they have. And they decide to put him on, like I said, Travis motherfucking Kelsey. And they thought that that was a good game. Uh, uh, Jonathan Gannon, uh, for Eagles Nation, I hope that you are not their D coordinator. Uh, I think that you got completely exposed. I think that you don't know how to call plays on on defense, especially secondary, because you were also exposed earlier this year. Don't don't think we forgot, Chanel. Don't think we forgot on that third and thirty that da- uh, in, a, in a game yeah. against Dallas and Dak Prescott throw all over your ass. So we're not gonna ignore that. We're not gonna ignore that you that that teams have like seventy percent completions on your bum ass. So we're not gonna talk about all of that. But we just want you out of because it's gonna help Philly a lot more if you are not their D coordinator. So, yeah, just going to have to bury, and then bury, obviously, that D-line had 70 sacks in the season and did not get a single one. They pressured him. As Chanel said, they pressured him, but they couldn't get the job done. I mean, and guess what? They almost got it done, not because of them, but because he fell, because one of the guys fell the wrong way on his ankle. So, technically, was it really them? Who, if, if Mahomes got injured that game, Chanel, was it really them or was it just a freak accident? Because I, I don't really – if Mahomes got injured that game, I don't really think that that was a D-line at all. I just think that they just – it just obviously was a weird play that happened where he came down on his ankle. Anyway, and then we've got it. We've got to talk about the other big loser because I'm not letting just because they won. I'm not letting this slide. The Kansas City defense is also a big loser in this game. Like I, I don't. I understand that the Chiefs won. However, Jalen Hurts in his first ever Super Bowl start just laid 35 on your ass. Like and and and, and like listen, Jalen has emerged into that top guy. But you know, we want to talk about Tony Romo sucking off the great Steve Spagnola. Oh my god, we call him Spags. Oh, he's he's amazing. He, he's one of the greatest D corners ever. How does he let 35 drop for a, a starter that's been in the league two times? Like he 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 and I I just I love I love the arguments about like about like protecting this guy. He's so bad at his job. The only, and like I said, the only reason that that he's 
even in consideration for 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 all of these like accolades is because Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback. That's it. Like that's it. Like did he do any crazy blitzes that helped them win the game? No, because the Eagles still fucking scored anyway. Did he do any anything that that threw off Jalen Hurts? No, because Jalen Hurts might have or or played with Patrick Mahomes level by level, almost the exact same. They those two quarterbacks played at almost the exact same level the entire game. I so thought Jalen played Spag- better. Yeah, I thought he played better too. And yet Steve Spagnola is is gonna be gone from criticism this game because he his team won. And that's not right because he's fucking trash at his job. I've been saying this all of this podcast. Chanel can even pull yeah. the receipt of me saying yeah. how much I fucking hate Steve Spagnola and how much he's getting carried by Andy Reid and that entire coach and the Eric Bieniemy and that entire coaching staff. But it's true. And if this game didn't show you that his defense led up 35 fucking points, I don't know what proof you need. The dude is garbage at his job. He's just lucky to have like a top five quarterback of all time on his roster. Anyway, and then the, the other two, I we've got to talk about. What we haven't got all the losers yet? Damn, no, man. no, 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 we're not done. We're not done. Oh, okay, go two ahead. Them, two of them aren't even one person. One of them is the Cardinals and their awful stadium. What kind of fucking turf were they playing on yesterday? And I mean this for both the Chiefs and the Eagles players. What kind of fucking turf? Were they playing on yesterday? I saw men literally fucking fall on their face just trying to run. I saw Kenneth Gainwell fall. I saw, like, Jake Elliott fall on some of the plays. I saw uh, Chiefs D lineman fall trying to trying to get, get to the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Like, I just thought – I just saw everybody slip and slide on that poor turf and – it, it's not surprising why so many of the so many of the damn Cardinals had so many goddamn injuries this year. No wonder fucking why, because they played on this fucking dumbass fucking field. Like it, 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 I, I was like, I was like, well, they better fucking fix this thing soon before Kyler Murray gets injured. His, his small ass probably get injured again next season if he plays on this shit. And then why, the last thing, the last thing is the officiating this game. That's fair. And. You want to talk about the last play? That's fine. And you want to say it's warranted or not? That's fine. We'll get to that. But let's yep. talk about let's talk about the early helmet to helmet call that happened on the Eagles drive. That was just not called. And I don't know if you if if the refs are blind or need fucking binoculars or as Stanley said in the office, boy, have you lost your damn mind? Because I help you find it. Like that's what the that do that fucking those refs needed a fucking brain check because if you saw that play in real time you would have immediately said helmet to helmet but they just fucking blew the whistle and let the play keep running um they're fucking weird ass like what is a catch what isn't a catch call that happened like on both plays on the goddard play and and the and the devonis smith play uh, I thought that was so stupid. I hate going back to the stupid ass question of what is a catch and what isn't a catch. Like, God, like who cares what happens out of bounds? He caught the ball in bounds. He looked like he caught it in bounds. What the hell cares if he steps out? He, he caught it. Like if it's in his arms, I don't care. What I don't care about possession. Okay. If it's in the dude's arms, who cares if it fucking juggles all right if it's in the guy's arms if he made sure they didn't touch the damn floor it's a catch i'm sorry it's just, it's a catch and, and and also i want to shout out to the to the to the chiefs fans because that one play early in the drive where the 
where um, I think it was CJ Gardner Johnson who did the hold on, on, I think uh, Juju and was not called. That was a blatant pass interference or blatant holding, whatever you want to call it. That should have been called, but let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about the ending of that game because that was one of the weakest calls I've ever seen in my entire life. That was the first holding penalty Chanel of the entire game. That was the, that was the first holding penalty. Did you know that? I did. And that like, for that to come, at, first of all, do you know probably how much holding penalties probably happened in that game, and, and, and probably were not called if that was the first? Like, and 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 then. Well, he missed the Gardner um, holding call in the beginning, so. Yeah, I, I yeah exactly. They missed that one, and 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 this was the first one that happened with literally under two minutes left in the entire game. Like that does not seem fair at all, but. <sighs> You can't end the game like that. First of all, regardless of his holding or not, like even if even if he did not hold, even if Bradbury didn't hold and if he came off his route, he wasn't gonna catch him to the ball anyway. Like so, so it's not like I know it was like a go-ahead route and all all he had to do was catch up to it, but it looked like even like even if he had enough speed, he was still about like a whole like arms width away from the football. So he wasn't going to catch the football anyway. And second of all, you don't know you're that telling me, you're telling me you, you get, you got to watch the playovers, you know, you got to watch play over. Tell me, it. tell me, tell me that he can make that catch. I, unless he's elastic, man. I don't know if he could have. So I know Tyreek Hill could have. It's a different story. He's in Miami. now. He was on your, he's in your team now anyway, but you're telling me you want to end the game like that. You don't want as much of a shootout as it's been. You want to end it where the where where the, with this pussy ass Neil shit, really? Or do you want to see the Philadelphia Eagles go down and see if they can or can't they? And um, I'm I'm because they played Steve Spagnuolo's defense. I would have bet you they could have taken that team down to another touchdown. And I guarantee you, they were either probably thinking about two or they were thinking about going into overtime. And Listen, that could have been an outcome, but it wasn't because of this bad officiating. And it was on on it was on display the whole game. And now I feel like Roger Goodell has a lot of thinking to do about the whole catch call things, holding call penalties, and everything of that sort of nature. So it's a lot of stuff that the NFLPA has to review. But that's pretty much what I have to say on the losers end. I popped off a little bit about how bad defense was in this game. So yeah. And also, I I don't really think this was one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. It was certainly one of the most fun, but in terms of like greatest, I think you need to have all three phases of the game. You need to have defense. You need to have like you, you need to have offense. You need to have special teams. You need to have those crucial individual plays. And I feel like this game just didn't have that like enough of that. So especially on the defensive end. So I can't really call it one of the best Super Bowls of all time. Now you might ask, Nick, what do you think one of the best Super Bowls of all time is? One popped into my head just now. It was the Super Bowl against the Falcons. The Patriots played 28-3. Yep, I'm calling that one out because that had everything you wanted. It had it had a great defense by the Falcons early on in the game. It even had a pick six by the Falcons on Tom Brady. And then it had a comeback. It had an amazing Julian Edelman catch. It had an amazing catch by Julio Jones. It had overtime. It had tension. It had drama. It had fumble recovery. It had everything you wanted. It, it even had special teams. So 
I think that was one of the best Super Bowls of all time. Chanel, since we're on that topic, what do you think the best Super Bowl of all time is? Don't care either right now because I want to talk about your uh, criticism of the refs and a lot of people's criticism of the refs. Look, I don't disagree with Nick necessarily um, that the refs did make their fair share of mistakes, but I also give them credit because I believe they did let them play. For I, I believe they did let them play, and they did a good job of not interfering with the game until the end, right? So I want to, you know, we, we everyone criticizes the refs, and, um, you know, the media is right away easy to attack them, but we also don't give them credit where it's due. I think Nick hopefully can agree that throughout the games, the refs, for the most part, stayed out of the way and let them play. Right. No, they didn't. Did I you watch like the game? Did. I did. I, I feel like for the most part, they stayed out of the way. They called the appropriate calls. Uh, it's, you know, I would say except two, two, two in particular. First off, the Dallas Goddard pass uh, catch wasn't a catch. That wasn't a catch, all right? So I just want to disagree with you on that. The only two crucial mistakes that they made this game – was the James Bradbury call at the end and the Devontae Smith catch. Even though I don't think Devontae Smith caught the ball anyway, I don't think he caught it. He didn't maintain possession, I, I don't feel. There wasn't enough evidence to overturn it, so I don't know why they overturned it. So that's their first mistake. And, you know, initially, they're kind of right. He didn't really catch the ball, but I don't. I just didn't think there was enough evidence. And then the James Bradbury call. It's not like James Bradbury didn't hold Juju Smith-Houston. I mean, so he did say he held them. Yeah, so basically, it's bitter Eagles fans to me, you know, wanting to get one over on the refs. That I think that's really where all the hate is coming from. Y'all wanted to get one over on the refs. Y'all acted like James Bradbury didn't help. He, again, James Bradbury admitted it himself in the postgame presser. Yes, I held. I was hoping to get one over. Sorry, right? I don't think it should have been. Now, I agree it shouldn't have been called. Because it was such uh, an effectual hold. It, it, it really wasn't going to impact the catch, you know? But ultimately, at the end of the day, did you hold or not? You did, right? So I can't blame the refs too much on getting the calls right. And, you know, because you all are mad about the politicking of the calls, right? It's not about what the call right is, the politics of it, you know? Oh, it's the Super, it's the Super Bowl. You, you know, you don't want to interfere. You don't want to interfere in such a big game. Right, but if it was a regular season game, y'all would be complaining. Y'all would be y'all would be complaining that it wasn't called, you know. So I kind of feel like fans, especially Eagles fans in this situation, need to uh, you know stop trying to get one over. Uh, you know, understand the right call is the right call, uh, and um, you know, poli- whether the politics of the call was correct or not, ultimately at the end of the day, technically the right calls were made. So. You know, sorry, Eagles fans. I understand the frustration, but y'all have to learn at the end of the day, the right call is the right call. I'll let Listen, you- man, I, I disagree, but I'm not going to shoot you over it, but I'm going to disagree because it looked like a tug, man. It looked like like, like someone lightly ta- like, lightly grabbed it. What, what did Patrick say in SpongeBob? Firmly grasp it. He firmly grasped him, and he did, he didn't even like tug him any a bit. Like I think I literally saw like one little arm movement, and that was it, all right? If that, you're going to call that holding, then there should have been a lot of more holding in this game. Because I distinctly remember the right tackle just fully, like, 
pushing like Hassan Reddick to the ground. It looked like he was holding his shoulder pads too. And I'm over here sitting. Why aren't they calling that? Why why isn't that holding? But for some reason that's holding at the end of the game. For some reason that little thing where the ball was ball was like ten miles over his head and he was not going to catch up to it. And no no he was not Tyreek Hill. He was not going to catch up to it. And that was the one you call holding on. I just you can't end the game like that. Regardless of you think it was, you think it wasn't. You cannot end. You can't rob us of probably one of the greatest Super Bowl endings of all time. But what the right call was the right call. He did hold. Look again. I agree. The I agree of the I agree with the politics of the call. In that situation, it shouldn't have been called. I agree on that. But at the same time, you all are acting like that's the reason y'all lost the game. The, that's that's the reason the Eagles lost the game because of that call. If y'all would have got that, if y'all would have not got that call, y'all would have won. Like y'all, y'all assuming stuff that isn't there, isn't happening. You don't know. Well, well they they, they would have. Well, I mean, they re- I mean, they ref them out of literally another possession. I mean, they they did. But not who, y'all y'all just automatically assume that y'all were just gonna win the game. Why are you saying me like I'm an Eagles fan? That you talk, you have been talking this whole podcast like that you are the biggest Eagles fan out there. You know, you, you I'm have, sorry, miss. I'm sorry, mister. I'm also picking the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I can I, I, I can pick them because I can pick them because I thought I was right. But you don't see me kissing their butt. You know, I ain't kissing Eagles fans butts ever. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm closer to Philly than you are. You know, if I didn't have work the next day, you know what I would have done? I would have wanted I would have wanted to go to Philly. And celebrate. And do what? Get shot? Because because that's what they're gonna do if you if you showed up and said, hey, that holding call didn't matter. Like, that's hey, what's gonna happen to hey, you. You know. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna show up on su- that Sunday because they lost. <laughs> but you know what? What here's but here's what I will say. I'm not a butt kisser. And even if they won, I wouldn't have kissed. I wouldn't kiss no behinds like but, you but, are doing but, here. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. I said I know I said butt booty naked in the middle of the field, but you were talking about kissing. Yeah, you butt did right say, now, bro. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even want. I I was gonna let that go. I was just gonna laugh internally. But now that you mentioned that, this is these are you know obviously this is the episode I haven't released yet. But you're gonna find out how sus Nick is on that episode. Uh, listen, listen. Before before we get to that, listen. I just want to say that butt booty naked was not mine. It was actually from Ryan Clark because because he was talking about intercepting uh, Eli Manning and he said he said that term. So I stole it from Ryan Clark. RC, shout out. You'll probably never watch this episode. Y'all crazy. All right. Now you know we talked we talked about you know the result of the we talked about you know the 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 game and everything. I think we talked about that enough. What is your reaction? In terms of just the history of uh, the history of Kansas City winning this Super Bowl and the Eagles losing, I just want to know your just reaction off of just the result. Um, I think I would have to start talking about my winners because the legacy is built on the winners. Because the two of them yeah, about the winners, the two of them I want to start with is just Mahomes and Andy Reid because they are they have changed their legacies with another Super Bowl win. Mahomes is now on the path of being top five of all time. He's already there. I'm sorry if it hurt your feelings. And Eagles fans, I came to the defense of you guys a lot during this episode. But you can't, you can't, you can't deny greatness. You just can't. As much as I want to hate on the man, 
and I don't really want to hate on him. I really just want to hate on his annoying brother and wife, but and his dad because his dad's kind of pissing me off too. But nevertheless, uh, with his little cigars in his stupid mouth, and nevertheless, he uh, is another Super Bowl MVP, and he's a league MVP. I don't think the Super Bowl MVP and the league MVP together won the Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think anybody has won. In 1999, both. it did. 1999, uh, it did. Who was it? Favre? No, it wasn't Favre. It was uh. Jack, who was it? Who won? Let me look. You go ahead. I'm. A, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna. Okay. Find okay. Out. So basically, Mahomes is now in the top five all-time category. Andy Reid has now asserted himself as probably top five coach of all time. I think that goes without saying. I agree. Um, if not top five and top seven, he's definitely gonna be top three. I feel like by by the time he's, I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. So. I think he's going to keep running it back as much as long as he's healthy and as long as he keeps loving what he does. Reed is probably not going anywhere. Um, so I think in terms of that, the legacy that they to answer your question, what does this do for the legacy of of the game? It does a lot for the legacy of the two Chiefs players. And I'll tell you another legacy that also alters Chanel it was number 87, Travis Kelsey. Yes, sir. I don't know how he keeps get, he keeps finding himself open all the damn time. He is that good at getting lost in coverage for such a big man too. He gets lost pretty often, and he's he just does it time and time and time again. And listen, man, he's coming. He's coming for 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 Jerry Rice's uh, postseason touchdown record. Yeah, he's coming, and it, it's gonna be done. And I I feel like it's gonna be done. It's gonna be broken by him if everything goes well with his career. So. That's going to be broken by a tight end. That's crazy. It's unheard of. But that also does wonders for his legacy. I think I think Travis Kelsey is going to end up, like I said earlier, he's going to end up winding up top three tight end of all time. I think he's already there. You think he's already top? Top three tight end of all time. I honestly think he, when it's all said and done, I think he'll be the t- best tight end of all time. Because you got to, because remember, you got to take some 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 stuff and do it. You got to also talk about about Shannon. You gotta think about Tony Gonzalez. He's I think he's better than Shannon already. I don't know about that yet, but that's a conversation for another day. But I, I have to go back and check. I'm not gonna say he isn't there now because I don't want to disrespect Travis right now. But you know, Shannon has made some plays for both the Broncos and the Ravens. So oh, he did for sure. He the he the so, legend, one of the greatest. Yeah. So I mean, and then and then Tony obviously Tony didn't win a Super Bowl, but I mean that's not really his fault. I mean Tony, yeah. but Tony's pretty much made a Pro Bowl every single year of his career, and that that, that goes to show you. I know Pro Bowls kind of don't matter to me, but that just goes they to show matter. you how how I mean, and he, he's made All Pros too. Like it's not Tony Gonzalez hasn't done anything. Tony Gonzalez is one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. So I oh, I, yeah, I uh, sure. you got to consider him too. Um. Kellen Winslow, Antonio Gates. So yeah, think about other people. I'm not ready to say he's there, but he's clearly top five. I put yeah. him with that, with those, with those, with those. Uh, and um, uh, I guess I guess I'll just run off the winners because Isaiah Pacheco. He he had a he had a decent game running running the running the ball yeah, from and Rutgers. from Rutgers, baby, uh, seventh round pick. Hopefully he influences them to go into the Rutgers program because uh, we desperately need it <laughs> in that big time. We desperately need it. Um, and then the Chiefs offensive line, the, probably the last one for the Chiefs probably be their offensive line. Dude, their O-line played fan-fucking-tastic. Phenomenal. Um, I'm forgetting the name of their of the, of the, of the Chiefs center. 
but um, uh, I think I it's think two- it's Creed Humphrey. Oh, Creed yeah, Humphrey, yeah. Humphrey. Creed Humphrey played phenomenal. The tackles played phenomenally. I mean, I mean, Creed Humphrey came into the league, I think, being the top second uh, center in football. I think maybe behind somebody else. Maybe it was Jason. I don't know. But, but um, yeah, he was definitely one of the top uh, signal callers coming into the day. And him leading that offensive line really showed you how dominant that pass protection can really be. And it, it just came up time and time again, and the Eagles did not get a single sack on them. So good on the Chiefs offensive line. But, Chanel, I would be hard-pressed to not include some Eagles in the winners. The biggest ones are definitely another coach and quarterback combo, Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Because Jalen has established himself as the top three, as the as the top third quarterback in the league. Uh, I'm not ready to give him second. Obviously, I think it's uh, I think that his resume is just a bit underdeveloped behind like Joe Burrow. But you can't really, if anything, I would give Mahomes first. Joe Burrow second, and then Jalen Hurts like two point one, like it, like he's that close behind Burrow. But because Burrow has, you know, his first season, he looked like he was doing good until he until he tore his ACL. Then he came back, obviously led the, led led the uh, Chiefs. I mean, sorry, led, led led them over the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, and to go back to the AFC Championship this year just shows me how good Joe Burrow already is. Jalen's start kind of. He was a backup in his first season, played like four starts. Then he had a mediocre season, and now he is that superstar. So just barely I would put Joe above him. But, man, I think he played absolutely fucking lights out this Super Bowl. He – and you saw what happened after the game. He was just like, man, it's uh, we didn't we didn't just didn't do it. We needed to win. We'll be back. That's, that's the mentality. You'll be back. And so will his coach, Nick Sirianni, because Nick Sirianni established himself as a fantastic head coach this entire season. Uh, look what happened since he got there, Chanel. He was 9-7 and seven with the team the first, the first season, and now he led the team the best record in the NFC. He, NFL, led, he led that team to them, and then he deserves to be here. And he's going to re- help reload that team next season. A couple of other um, Eagles I want to say is that the uh, – she, uh, the, the Eagles offensive line headed by Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. And, you know, um, I forgot the guy from Australia. I forgot his name. Uh, Mylotta, Jordan Mylotta. And all those guys up front, they played they played their ass off. They allowed, I think, one sack. But they did play pretty well in the run game. And those QB sneaks, perfection. I, w- I wish I could run a QB sneak every day on Madden like that. And they did it. To Chris Jones and Frank Clark, like they were nothing. So I, you gotta give credit to them. They, they are a fantastic running the ground unit, and it showed them today. Like even, even if Miles Sanders didn't show up today, Chanel, like I mean, I mean they still got gained well, and Hurts had some plays, and they still kept their running game going against a, a Chiefs team that knew they were gonna run the ball. So kudos to them. And the last one is gonna be for Shane Steichen because Shane Steichen. Had a great offensive game plan coming into the game. Uh, and he is now going to be the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. So, which is crazy. Isn't that crazy, Chanel? Is yep. that is that Frank Reich was the Eagles offensive coordinator that went and took the Colts job. And Shane Steichen is the Eagles offensive coordinator that's going to replace Frank Reich in the Colts job. So, isn't that crazy? They, they they now have back-to-back Eagles offensive coordinators as their head coach. We'll see how this goes 
for um we'll see how this version of the Colts goes for them with another Eagle, Eagles offensive coordinator but he had some really good plays dialed up with Jalen this game and uh we got to look at the Colts as a weird place to be in because you know their O-line hasn't been good they have Quentin Nelson and that and Ryan Kelly and that good offensive line but they haven't been able to put it together they need a good um wide out on the end their defense is a little bit falling apart, but this team has talent. So we'll see if Shane Steichen and his good jobs in, in the Super Bowl try to work on it in in the uh, blue and white. So we'll see how that works out. But those are basically my my winners for the game. A lot less aggression, a lot more praising from me. There we go. And uh, you know, it's a nice change of pace. I like to see you smile a little bit more, Nick, and uh, <laughs> be a little more positive. I get a little heated when people don't do their job, as as you probably would have seen. As we know, as we know, we hear you talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all the time. So we 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 know that side. We know that side of Nick. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's only good Bucks news because Rondé Barber is officially a Hall of Fame member. So there's only good Bucks news this week. There you go. All good stuff for the Bucks. Uh, you know, I have the same. I honestly have the same winner. They can't really um criticize your winners. All all your winners are uh, very accurate. Uh, now. Here's one thing I do want to say, just kind of like add that little bit of a hot take. I'm a little disappointed in this aspect. The only reason I'm not super happy the Kansas City Chiefs won, because I feel like their celebration's a bit underwhelming. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like when Can- Kansas City winning now is just not as exciting. Uh, I'm not sure, and I think, I'm not sure if it's just the team and Patrick Mahomes kind of like chill personality and... You know, or or the fact that we just see him and Travis Kelsey there all the time, but I don't know. They seem like a team that just like is so like veteran like and just you know, I don't know. I just don't. They just I just haven't seen the turn ups. Like I, I was looking on the Instagram and everything for like the IG live uh, Super Bowl celebrations and everything, and I I didn't see I didn't see anything. I didn't hear any news. Dude, uh, I saw Melvin Gordon smoke a blunt, and I was like, he won, he's, hold, he's holding the he's holding the Lombardi Trophy like he did something. I didn't even know he's on the team. That's hilarious. That, I saw Dude, I saw that. That, that was ridiculous. That was uh, let's add that as another winner. Melvin Gordon for for pulling a Lashawn McCoy, and Lashawn McCoy, remember he got that ring with the with the Chiefs and the Bucks for not doing a single thing on the team. Well, at least LaShawn McCoy is a Hall of Fame, had a Hall of Fame level career. Yeah, he has a Hall of Fame career with the Eagles, but he's definitely not a Hall of Fame career with with the Chiefs and the Bucks. He's he sat Gordon on the really, bench and probably drank a cup of coffee than than actually did something. Well, Gordon really didn't do anything. I I I forgot he was on the team. Like yeah, he's he, actually below shady in that aspect. Yeah, I forgot he was on the team. At least LaShawn McCoy had uh, more accomplishments prior. Like at least you could understand while LaShawn McCoy was on the team. Melvin Gordy came from sucking on the Broncos to getting on the Chiefs, doing nothing, and getting to hold that Lombardi trophy and call himself Super Bowl champion. So, uh, you know, shout, I mean, shout out to him, honestly. Like, I can't even hate on the man um, for that because, like, hey, listen, take the win however you can. You know, it's kind of like, like a lot of people say, it's kind of like being in a group project doing nothing and still getting your A, you know? He wasn't gonna get that A in San Diego or in the Broncos, so it doesn't doesn't really matter to him, I guess. It does. Hey, listen, you know when it comes to your NFL career, then a and a is an A, right? Like like you know when it comes a down ring is a ring. Yep. And like when it comes down to your GPA at the end of the day, like what are you what are you gonna say? You're gonna be like, oh no, are you gonna be all about integrity and be like, 
well, no, I don't deserve that A. I, you need to remove it because I didn't do the work. Hey, listen, bro, you're going to have to just hey, – hey, bro, that's something you have to deal with internally, but take your A. Take your A, you know? I, I mean, I, I think I do know, but Melvin Gordon doesn't really deserve it. But, well, you know, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. I have a lot, a lot of animosity. I, I'm a little – like, but, like, yeah. Dude, I, I, dude, me and you could have gotten that, that Super Bowl. Like, we could have gotten that Super Bowl <laughs> ball ring. We did yeah. as much as Melvin Gordon? Pretty much, yeah. Well, we didn't show up to practice. We didn't show up to their practices. Oh, that's fine. Put me, put me, put me in, put me in, uh, put me in, uh, uh, Spagnola. I'll do probably more than your entire defensive philosophy. Oh, my God. Yo, all right. But I feel, I do want to say if the Eagles won, we would have had a lot more moments besides Melvin Gordon winning Super Bowl. We would have had a lot of fun moments that we didn't have because Kansas City won. Uh, you know, Kansas City's the the city of Kansas City just ain't it, honestly. Um, you know, maybe they should move to them. I wish they would have. I wish they were like the a bigger city. Like I wish they were like the. I don't know. What's this? What's a really cool? I wish they were like the New Orleans Chiefs. You know, I kind of I kind of wish they were like that. Or you know, I wish they were like the New Los Orleans Angeles. Chiefs. That doesn't really roll off the tongue. I don't know. I I I just kind of want a more fun city. Even Oklahoma. Even the Oklahoma Chiefs. Like Oklahoma. Has some cool stuff. More in Kansas, you know. Uh, well, well, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, whatever. The, who gives? You know, <laughs> they aren't even in St. Louis. At they least, didn't have. They didn't need to move the Rams. Still, still mind boggled over that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, L A is pretty big, so I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm not yes, but I mean, L A is also casual, and you, you know how I feel about casual football teams. Hmm. But yeah, I, I just kind of wish they were a more fun city that would be constantly in the Super Bowl. Cause uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they party. They definitely don't party like Philly would have partied, um, if Philly won. So I'm just, I'm just saying that off record. But speaking of parties, Nick. Speaking of parties, I know your, you didn't watch it, but there was a halftime show that did extremely well in terms of ratings. A hundred, you know, the halftime. Show had more viewers than the actual Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, because only casuals are really watching the Super Bowl nowadays, and I'm sorry to hear about that, sports fans. I'm sorry to report that, but it's yeah. true. The Rihanna, I I watched it because you know I I I I like Rihanna. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, like I ain't no super fan, but I will say I I, I respect Rihanna and I and I and I enjoy a few of her hits, you know. Uh. Maybe in the maybe in the past, uh, you know, get a laugh or two. You know, I, I have sang a couple of Rihanna songs out loud before. Um, you definitely did during orientation, y'all. Yeah, you know, I forgot which song it was. Did I sing Umbrella or What's My Name? I forgot which one it was. Probably sang What's My Name. That seems yeah. more like a you song. That you know, I, I do like What's My Name. You know, Rihanna got some bangers, right? Uh, oh yeah, dude, she she's awesome. I just didn't watch it because like. It just like I just I kind of wanted to play Overwatch and stuff like that. Listen, I, I I'm not really for like halftime performances to be honest, and it's nothing against the people performing because obviously I think Rihanna's fantastic. Listen, the weekend performed at my Super Bowl, and I didn't even watch it because I was like, or I was half paying attention. I just saw the memes afterward, but I was like, man, like I'm sorry, but I just want to see my Bucks win. Like, and I I have this competitive edge, and I'm like, dude, like. I'm sorry, but we can't just have a goddamn fiesta in the middle of the damn game. Like, it needs to finish. 
Nick is this, this is just show. Nick's an old man. I, I Nick, am. Nick but it's not. But it's not like. But you know, I'm not hating on them. I'm not I know you're not hating. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just like. Listen, it's it's a game. Like what's what's happening right now? It's like <sighs> whatever. But you know, it, it, I heard it went well. I heard some people say it was mid, but I heard some overall good performances from it. So I I I. I I did not I'll tell you this though, even though I did not watch it, I did not like the graphic they put on her walking out, like being oh Rihanna's coming up next and they had her like slowly walk up to the screen. Dude, what was that hairstyle? She looked like she was like a who from Whoville. And it looked like she just killed the Grinch and wore him. Like, what was that? Well, she looked the furthest thing from a Grinch, uh, cause Rihanna looked fantastic. No, uh, I didn't say she was a Grinch. Did you, did you know, see? I'm just, I'm did you saying. see the outfit that she came on with the, with the commercial thing? I did where, see that. Did you see her hair? And did you see what the she was wearing? She looked like different. she killed the Grinch and wore the him as a costume. The hair was different, but she didn't look that way during the halftime show. She looked great. Uh, she also, um, and a lot of people were talking about how you know she looked pregnant in the during the super bowl and she is she had her second baby on the way with asap rocky so congratulations to both of them you know uh and good job asap rocky clearly um holding it down on his end uh you know <laughs> yeah you know i think i think it's obvious people i like rihanna I, I, he's, got I, I, he's got a lock he's in he it got, he, he got a lock down you know two babies you know that, that's how you know it's locked down. So much respect uh, to ASAP Rocky for uh, making sure that's the case. Uh, as, you know, I feel like any uh, man should, you know, if they have Rihanna, make sure you, you uh, get the kids there right away. So so she's locked down for real. And clearly locked, clearly she's not locked down for real with ASAP. And, you know, good job. Good job on that, you know. Uh, as far as the halftime show in general, though, uh, I thought it was mid. Uh, you know, obviously she couldn't do a whole lot of moving because she was pregnant. So the dancing wasn't good. No special guests. I thought Jay-Z would at least pop up uh, for one of the songs. But, you know, a little disappointed in that. Um, a little bit of a disappointing halftime show in general, in my opinion. But I um, I saw some weird things that happened in this. I saw the, dan- the dancers, man. I don't know what kind of dances they. First of all, what the fuck were they wearing? Like, yeah, too many guys also. I also say that. Too many guys. What does that mean, Chanel? I, I, you know, I, I, again, don't hate me, don't cancel me, but I, I personally just feel like, you know, having the w- women dancers uh, is something a little more uh, pleading to the eye uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I just, you know, having all those dudes dry humping the air on the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I don't have nothing against it, but I just, you know, I personally would have like the a touch of just like I don't know Rihanna could have done the same thing and that would have been nice too. Okay, so I was telling us exactly what he wants. He wanted to see Rihanna dry hump the air, um, because he just said I would have wished Rihanna would have done the same thing. Don't don't think I didn't catch that. I heard that clear as day. We all caught him. We all caught him. So Chanel is clearly putting his uh, feelings out there for Rihanna and um, well, how I put my feelings out for Derek Carr last week. So uh, you can. <laughs> facts, facts. I mean, listen, my, my heart goes out to a lot of people, man. Um, you know, um, obviously, if you, if you don't know already, my celebrity crush uh, on the reels reels is uh, Christy Teigen. Um, Christy Teigen is my celebrity crush. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Madison Pettis. She's also a celebrity crush as well. I got a lot of celebrity crushes, but that's another conversation uh, outside this episode. We're here to talk about the damn Super Bowl, uh, though. 
you know, we talked about fo- we talked about the football side of stuff and everything. Uh, before we wrap up, Nick, do you have any like standout commercials that you like? I mean, okay, like products that I I, I know I'm gonna use or like any stand. I mean, I thought the Will Ferrell thing was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie with him going through the different like 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 stuff. Like he was in like a zombie apocalypse one time, then he thought he was in like Stranger Things. I thought that was pretty fun. But I mean, like I thought the Maya Rudolph M&Ms thing was completely useless. And I was Bad. like, what the hell are they doing? But there is this one uh, thing that I'm kind of curious about because they, they advertised it. I don't know if you remember this, Chanel, but there was this one thing that was like, oh, shop like a shop like a billionaire. I forgot the name of the app. Basically had like coats and everything on like $9.99, stuff like that. And I'm like, maybe that could be the next like eBay, uh, Amazon Mercari because Mercari just popped up now as like a, a selling yeah. site. That could be the next like Mercari, Etsy, something like that. So that was the only thing that stood out to me. I didn't really think anything else really stood out. So I'm, I, I'm, got, I'm not going to lie. Super Bowl ads this year were kind of weak. I, I, I thought they were better than most years. Uh, obviously still didn't, you know, catch my eye. And I've never been big on the commercials but one commercial i am big on um and i'm surprised i'm very shocked you didn't uh, say this the new flash movie the oh. trailer for the flash movie oh I, yeah I I, i'm excited, I'm excited for that now that Listen, was my man, like I, i'm not really because i don't know if you know this but james gunn is officially taking control of pretty much all of the uh dc movies if anybody's ever wondering about where dc is going go on youtube james gunn is pretty much like put like a whole basic timeline of what's going to happen but yeah ezra miller is still flash and i don't know why that is um i know because they probably made the movie already but obviously him him like abducting girls and shit and like assaulting civilians like that's not really the best look for him and he's probably going to be blacklisted from hollywood but this will probably be the last time we see him as flash uh this movie and the probably the shazam movie will probably be the last times we see them like 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 we'll see this because listen chanel i don't know if you know this but the rock is not going to be black adam anymore henry cavill's not going to be superman anymore they're redoing jason Momoa is not going to be aquaman they're redoing the entire thing my guy so i didn't i didn't know they were doing so so these movies are gonna be basically like 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 dc's gonna put these out just to make a quick buck i hope you know because once they're done with this they're gonna re they're gonna reset the entire dceu and they're gonna do it from the scratch um I mean, can't that be a good thing though at the end of the oh day? yeah oh yeah because i love jason fucking gun is amazing man he was he was behind the second suicide squad movie the one the, the really good one he was behind uh guardians of the galaxy movies and is gonna direct the third one and that'll be probably his last marvel movie because he's gonna be working for dc now and he was he was behind the peacemaker show pretty fucking good in my opinion so i think he's gonna really do some good with the with the dceu but these movies i'm not really that excited about shazam and flash they're they're not they're gonna be pointless in the grand scheme of things so why does it really matter now i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly why i'm excited for the flash movie right i i'm i'm a i'm a a casual when it comes to superhero movies i'm not gonna lie you know but as a child i had a couple favorite superheroes one of them is the flash the flash was one of my favorite superheroes growing up as a kid um he was 
second behind Spider-Man, which is crazy. My my like my top uh, when I was a kid, I like Spider-Man. I like the Flash and Batman. Those were my those were my top three. Weird top three, I know, but those were my those were the. No, I don't think that's weird. Flash no, is Flash is like top like ten, I think. Yeah, hey, and I I, I think he's top two. I think he was top. Oh, hold five. on, hold on. We gotta ask you a question though. Are you talking about which Flash? Are you talking about Barry or are you talking about Wally? I'm talking about Wally. A Wally West? Okay, yeah. That that that. I don't know if you ever anybody's ever watched this kind of old series, but uh, Justice League and limited that wally west yeah. was that yeah. he was he was, he, he was the best he was all he was awesome yeah. Just, I'm, I'm i'm trying to get uh for those of you who know because athena uh my girlfriend who came onto the show did the episode with us last week i'm trying to get her to re-watch justice league unlimited with me because i want to go back to all those memories i i might have to re-watch it before i go see the movie because uh yeah man i remember i i i loved watching justice league unlimited as a kid man and uh you know, I, I, I might have to go back just to, one, revamp myself a little bit because there is a, quite a bit I forgot about it because it's been a while. But, man, I, I, I'm, even though you're right, it might not be as good as it could be. Uh, I'm still excited. I'm still excited just for the nostalgia of it and uh, just seeing what's going to happen. The anticipation is real for me. I um I gotta say though because I don't know who my third would probably be but I obviously I grew up watching Batman right now my two favorites are going to be like when I was a kid Spidey was my all time favorite and then when yeah. I got older way on to high school I bought like a bunch of Nightwing comics and Nightwing became a a lot of my favorite superhero so he was my favorite Robin. And he was obviously Dick Grayson. Uh, I I I love I love to say I love to say um, because I, all the girls and who who read comic books love his ass. And I always like to say, look at the ass on that dick. Oh God, uh, that's his name. <laughs> his name is Dick Grayson. I I know I I, I know what you, why you did it, but I just I don't know why. Nick Nick just Nick always throws me off, man. Nick Nick just Nick will say some stuff, and you're just. Just don't know what to say. It, it really does just make sit, make you sit there confused. Well, listen, yeah. all right. I, I mean, am but thing I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to make sense, okay? When you brought me <laughs> onto the show, you wanted me to be entertaining. I don't think I don't think making sense was exactly on the uh, on the plate for me. So <laughs> I, I don't think I needed to do much in that regard. Hey, some of your football takes don't make a lot of sense. So I got my money's worth. <laughs> 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 oh no yeah i had to do it i had you know what but you know what's crazy though i have nick doesn't make sense that's true but nick actually makes a lot of sense in comparison to some of the other people i know and he knows as well you know there's just there's some people that we both know that make a lot less sense than nick uh you talking about football or in general in general there's a there's a lot of people we know that make a lot less sense than Nick. Uh, Football-wise, too, uh, you know, some people have ridiculous opinions beyond Nick, uh, but, you know. You know, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why you said that, but for some reason I thought of, because the other day I was coming back after my job at the galleries, and guess who I saw rolling in on a scooter with an Osis jacket on? And he was just like, hey, what's up, Nick? And he was like, <laughs> Do that again. Hey, what's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, Nick? <laughs> yeah. Gotta go yeah. back to Kyra. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? Uh and I'm not even sure if I'm gonna keep this part of the episode. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. 
or maybe maybe sometimes sometimes i'm just sometimes I, re- I really am just like fuck it we're just gonna keep it but probably not this part because this is just probably off the wall conversation Rennell tested me during after the super bowl like i bet you sad right now and i'm like i'm like why am i why am i sad and he's like because the eagles won super bowl i know you i know you crying i know you sad you know like how you feel like you know all, all that stuff and i'm kind of like what the and i'm like what the fuck it's like i'm like what the fuck he's like didn't you expect him to win and i'm like yeah i'm like yeah i'm like yeah i'm not super upset about it though it's like and he's like oh i, I thought you're i thought you're an eagles i thought you're an eagles fan you know i, I thought you i thought you'd be crying in your pillow right now i'm like and i'm like dummy you know i'm a dolphins rant fan right and he's like yeah but the eagles the eagles were supposed to win and you didn't think they were gonna win i'm like oh my this man I, and meanwhile, I'm wondering, like, if Brunel even watched the Super Bowl or knows how a football even works. Like, You know, I'm he... not going to lie, Chanel. I wake up sometimes because me and him have a streak on Snapchat. I think we're going, like, 400 days strong or whatever. But, like, I sometimes oh, wonder yeah. if, like, Brunel is an actual person. Like, I, 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 like, sometimes think, like, he's, like, Dr. Zoidberg from, like, from, like, Futurama. Like, I don't think, like, he's real. Like, I don't think he's real. Like, he just, he just says, like, the damnedest things. Like, he says more damnedest things than I do. And I'm like, man, I would have never have thought that. Or I would have never have thought another person would say those words. You think that no one else can match up to that. But then Rennell comes along and changes your whole perspective on things. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. You know, when you're, fr- when you're one of your closest friends is the robot... It, it really is. <laughs> it really does just put your life into perspective. Like, damn. When your best friend is named Bender. <laughs> like, damn, damn. One of my closest friends is a robot. Like, I'm like, so I want, so like, I'm like, damn. What, like, I don't have many friends, cause like, I'm like, damn. I got a robot for a friend. I got a ro- I got a robot for one of my friends. One of my friends don't even count as a human. It's just like, damn. He, he doesn't. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if Rennell actually knows how many times we actually shout him out on these episodes. I, let me tell you something. I don't think he watched... I'm trying to figure out if he ever watched an episode. Has I know he, he ever even watched, watched, watched the a, Lifestyle episodes? Like, he has he ever, like, sat episode. down and watched a Lifestyle episode? He has watched a Lifestyle episode. Okay, uh, that's good. I don't blame him from not watching a sports one because, you know, Rennell, but, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Anyway, we were, sorry, to to up, we were supposed to wrap up the podcast a while ago, but thank you all for watching the What's Next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do a proper outro so you can maybe cut out that part. Yeah, we need to cut that. Okay. So overall, let's wrap up. Uh, final thoughts on the Super Bowl before we wrap up. Uh, Chiefs going to be back in it next next season. I feel like should be the favorites. And Eagles going to be hovering around that uh, NFC championship spot. I don't expect them to fall off, but Super Bowl hang over hit the other two teams so well i hit one team so um we'll see what happens but you know i don't see them going away ready to see what next year brings for them you know the rams had a pretty serious collapse after their super bowl but you know a dynasty is just built differently and i know nick and nick hates that word dynasty um but it's real with the kansas city chiefs they are a dynasty and uh andy reed patrick Mahomes, chris jones travis kelsey they aren't gonna let that team collapse you know i think they should be the favorites you know i think we should respect them at the favorites and the eagles man just fly eagles fly man you know y'all gonna be flying for a while now uh make sure to pay Jalen Hurts, uh, and uh, that's all you gotta say for that. Yeah, nothing really to say here other than I'm glad that the Eagles are gonna be back. I feel like they will, and 
Fly goes fly. Fly no goes fly. Uh, thank you all for watching What's Next Podcast. You can find these episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RSS.com, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow the Instagram underscore What's Next Podcast underscore. My name is Ben Chanel Wilkins. I've been Nick Provenzano. And in the meantime, fly Eagles fly. Uh, you know, don't get hungover. Uh, stay safe out there. Bye, everyone.